Hello, everybody, and welcome to another playoff episode of Last Call Lambo. Two playoff episodes this year. That's right. We, yeah, we're we're winning. We doubled than last year. Well, actually, well, not we, double. We won. I lost. Is double of zero would be zero. We uh, we won. I lost. So I got to take my punishment. Yeah, take your shot. You broke my like five week bet streak. I think. <laughs> I can't believe. <laughs> yeah, it. I, th I think it was five weeks. Something like that. Um. I am one of your hosts, Aaron Alice, with me, as always, Monty Moore, and we have a very special guest, somehow a first-time guest, <laughs> Game On Wisconsin's own Jason Perrone. And I, as I said, we finally made it through your list of, of all your peeps. You've repeated. <laughs> you've had Matub on, what'd you say, 20 times? You're finally <laughs> like, like, all right, it's it's Dusty another 20 times. Yeah. <laughs> I, guess, I guess we can let you on this yeah. one week. This one week. And it's a, a playoff week, week nonetheless. Hell of a week. Um, we weren't sure if we were going to be excited, you know, today or not. Um, but uh, before we get started, in case you are new here, what we do on this show is we build a drink. We start with the booze, uh, which is the most important news of the week. Then we hit the mixer, which is also important. Um, and then normally we have a garnish. But um, this week we're going to skip it because there's so much to talk about. Um, so we're just going to get drunk instead. Um, we're, we're balancing it out. We had two garnishes last week, so right. we're going double the booze Life this about week. Balance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that being said, uh, our drinking rule for the week is if anybody missed it, it's a, on Saturday when the Packers play the 49ers, it is national cheese lovers day. So like that's destiny, go right? Like right. That, we, that, yeah. They're going to win. They're going to win. Yeah. And still the spread is nine and a half, nine. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I figured that would have moved the needle like five points at least. Yeah. But, you know. So that being said, what is everybody drinking today? Um, I'm going to pretend that it's for good luck and I'm not breaking tradition. So I'm drinking an old fashioned and I'm going to pretend that it's because I'm superstitious. But really, I'm just lazy. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Stepping out I, on a ledge there. I know, right? Your old Big fashion. surprise. I did. Yeah. I did use. I did use black walnut bitters this time instead of regular. So maybe if that's... they lose, that's that's why. <laughs> there we go. That's why. <laughs> Jason. In keeping with tradition, yeah, I am the most basic bitch on the entire planet. It's always <laughs> rum and coke, and it's Bacardi to make it even worse. Uh, my ode to college, and it's probably the largest. You probably can't tell how large this is. Actually, one that's of those Lambo cups. Cup. It's one of them Lambo uh, cups, and it's full at to the top. I just want that's to the know. right size. That's yes. that's yeah. what you need for this show. Yeah, and it is. Well, and so again, I'm not breaking with I same drink, same. I mean, I was I was told same everything this week. So man, the the uh, the the skivvies are starting to stink a little bit because you know you have to wear them every day, right? That was the deal. Right. Wear them every yeah, day, every not just day. on game day. Yeah. Yep. So, getting, that, getting that moldy blue cheese smell. God damn it! Bam. <laughs> um, that's. Speaking of drinking, um, I went with something called uh, a cable car, which was oh, those are good. San that. Francisco, yeah, yeah. yeah but instead, I made it with um, this brown sugar and holiday spice rum or whiskey instead of rum. So nice. I just thought that was my little ode to San Francisco. I guess. There you so go. Um, yeah, it's delicious. So check um, it out. And I know that your peeps can't. We can't see this thing, but but you guys can. So the coaster that I'm using is a it's the play i have four of these this was gifted to me for christmas this one is the jared cook sideline play in dallas it's the play drawn out and it's a leather coaster oh that's, that's awesome, awesome. Yeah, that's so, jared. so the one i was using last week or, or two weeks ago was the uh, fourth and Cobb against the bears okay so depending yeah. on so and i have one that's from the super bowl that i have yet to be have been yet to be able to use so 
as soon as I can break out that coaster, Mont, then I'm bringing it over so that I can have my glass of Walker Blue on there you that go. coaster. Yeah. There you yeah. go. So if y'all don't yeah. know, Monty's got a, a bottle of, of Johnny Walker Blue that he's been waiting to open until the Packers win the ball. Yeah, I've got yeah. like I've got like just about like four or five fingers of it left. And I said I'm not gonna open it or not gonna it's been open. I'm not gonna finish it until the Packers make the Super Bowl again. And I got it in I think I got it in like 2012, right? Wow. So 2014, I had it ready to go. Like I was ready to open it again. And obviously we know what happened. And then, yeah. And, and, oh yeah. Happy anniversary, by the way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then those, so those, those other NFC championship games since then I've been like, am I going to finally be able to open it? Nope. Still haven't been able to like to finish it off. So maybe I never would have thought this was the year that maybe I could, but we'll see. Irony is, is that the day we're recording this is the ninth year anniversary of that game. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So happy anniversary. Oh, that's why. Aaron's cheers. Yeah, cheers to that. Yeah. I'll drink. I'll drink to that. To that. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll just finish my drink to that. <laughs> we all need a drink today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the game that shall not be mentioned. As we brought up. <laughs> Thanks, Monty. Um, so um, as we as we do, we uh, like to start the episode by summing up in one word this the the most recent game so in case in case you like come out came out of a coma two days ago the, <laughs> or like a day ago the packers beat the cowboys in at&t stadium 48 to 32 although that score is not um indicative of of how that game went it was an ass kicking yeah it, it, um, it wasn't close on the scoreboard and it wasn't even as close as the scoreboard says like right yeah um so in one word um jason how would you describe that game orgasmic <laughs> yeah. i was trying to think of i was trying to think of a mike mccarthyism but they're all multiple word like yeah. none of them are one yeah. word none of them are one word is but pad level was... is that a hyphen does that yeah, count? Like, yeah that's actually a good one that's a good one too he has a knee um <laughs> my terrible pittsburgh accent there oh orgasmic and i said what's interesting about it is um is that that type of game, the way the Packers played there in Dallas, was the reason, or, or a big part of the reason why Mike McCarthy is in Dallas. I feel like Jerry Jones hired him because he's like, I'm sick of you kicking our ass. I want you to come beat everybody else in this building. And the Packers show up and play Mike McCarthy's Cowboys and have a very Mike McCarthy Packer esque performance. So it's, and he's apparently coming back, didn't lose his job, which I'm happy to hear about for Mike. But mm -hmm. that was, that was the, I could have said ironic too. That was, that was, I thought there was some irony there. Mm -hmm. yeah well it's crazy about him coming back too is they're gonna have to extend him right because like his contract is it's jerry like, though right like like it, yeah. that's crazy if he goes in and coaches you know being a lame duck and it's like that's a lot of pressure so i feel like if he came out this early and said we're bringing him back like you feel like they're gonna extend him but yeah we, we will see I would, I, I mean, I think it's a good decision only because yeah. of like how dad, like it's easy to make fun of it and like tease them because we just beat the shit out of them. And we're going to make fun <laughs> of whatever they decide to do. Right. Um, but like, like something that we've talked about with the bears is like the insane turnover of coaching where every quarterback that they have, that they throw in, that they bring into the system is just set up for failure because they're probably going to fire ever next year if they don't make the playoffs. And mm -hmm. yeah. chances are there's a good chance they won't like, so, I mean, and then they're going to have either Justin Fields in his fifth year, or they're going to have Caleb Williams or Drake Bay or whoever um, starting out with a new, co another coach in their second year. It's just 
a mess. And so I, I think Dak has clearly improved this year. So like, well, I, he I literally said after the game, like, I like, I owe this whole year to Mike McCarthy. Like, they, right. He, he, they got better after they got rid of, um, uh, who is their old offensive coordinator name is escaping me. Um, the guy that went to Kellen, Kellen, something. Kellen, Kellen Moore. Moore. Kellen yeah. Moore, so like yeah. Kellen Moore leaves McCarthy starts calling the plays. They get better. Dak was in the MVP combo all year. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean like Jerry Jones did not do the reactionary emotional thing and fire the coach. So, I mean, I, I'm glad that we didn't get him fired. Like mm-hmm. I would have felt a little bad. Is he still, right. is he still, I know it's a regular season award. Do you think he's still in the conversation? I don't think so. I, I think it's, I think it all comes down to those top three of like, well, I, I guess they do weigh quarterbacks pretty heavily, but I'm sure he'll get votes. But like for me, I would go Tyreek McCaffrey and then Lamar, yeah. but it's probably going to be Lamar. Cause like we said, best quarterback on the best team, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think it should be Tyreek Hill, but that's probably never going to happen for a receiver to win. I would, I would say Tyreek definitely over uh, McCaffrey. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's a, it's it's a quarterback award. Let's just yeah. yeah. When was the last yeah. time? Uh, when was the last time Adrian quarterback Peterson? Didn't win it? Yeah, I think AP, Peterson. which was what twenty twelve, uh, fourteen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, something like twenty thirteen. Yeah. Like that. Um, my word is shredding. <laughs> uh, there's a cheese <laughs> joke. Um, but because that's what Jordan fucking Love did to that secondary, he yeah. completely shredded that defense. It was like his best game that we have seen from him. Um, like the, the, and Matt LaFleur had a fantastic game plan. I mean, they were doubling the guys that you would expect them to double. They were doubling Watson and the, they were doubling Reed. So Dobbs and Wicks were wide fucking open all game and Musgrave and Kraft. Like it was an incredible performance by that offense. Just beautiful. Yeah. it. They didn't, I don't think they showed him during the game and I wish they would have, but like, you know, Brian Gutekunst was cheesing the whole game. That's a double, oh, by the way, because I said Gouda. Oh, Gouda. I was wondering <laughs> if you said it like that. I was like, I that is I an can't. actual that is an actual handle. I don't know if I recommend that you go check it out, but that is an actual person. I think I have that person blocked. Oh, I'm pretty yeah. sure I do, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it didn't not take an long. endorsement from this show. Didn't take, um, no, I need didn't to take slow long. down on this drink. Let me open myself. Sorry. Yeah, my <laughs> so <laughs> my word, my word was, um, euphoric because mm-hmm. from literally the there was did you guys ever feel at any point that the game was in jeopardy like realistically yes. like did the you first really? three snaps when everybody was running into each other like the offense like I, I, Jones ran into the offense ran into line, Rasheed like, Walker. <laughs> yeah and then I was like oh my god this is like bad but I they scored like, on that drive right like, I they know scored right. on the first drive it was, it was that penalty that extended that drive that just completely changed everything but yeah, like that was the only time that I was feeling like, oh, this doesn't look good. Like, or it something was, feels off because I was like, oh, the energy doesn't feel right. I, yeah, and and, and that around. that was what four plays, right? So <laughs> after the fourth, play. after the yeah. fourth or fifth play, it was like smooth sailing. Like that is as laid back as I've ever felt during like watching a playoff game. I feel like because it was it yeah. was literally never close. I mean, before you you looked up and it was twenty to nothing. Um, at one point, it was 48-16, which is unbelievable. And I did think it was really funny that LaFleur admitted that, like, he fucked up. Like, he put the starters back in because he oh. panicked. I, I, like, I Did you guys <laughs> feel like it was too – I'm like, wait. Yes. 
Yeah, I mean to put to put the backup quarterback in with like seven six minutes, minutes? Right. yeah, six like that was that was too soon, and and you made it look worse by panicking and putting the the starters back in. Back in. And <laughs> I know we're not going to care about it a year from now, but like the fact that that would have been the first perfect quarterback rating in a playoff game ever that killed me. That like, killed me because I was like, why are you even throwing on third down? Yeah, like they should have ran hand it off. Yeah, right. they should have ran. And honestly, Kraft probably could have maybe caught it. He dropped right. it. Yeah, that was right. that was a drop. Right. It was a drop. Right. Hit but him like, in the hands. I just don't understand why you would even throw it. I would just run it just to bleed clock. But I guess you were feeling Jordan Love has barely missed. Well, it was so funny too because it, to panic and put your starters back in. But you took, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying it was like bad sportsmanship, like, or he rubbed it in, like, it's a playoffs, like, stop him if you can't, like, if you don't want him to score. But he went for the touchdown on fourth down on the five yard line. I could And then put the backups in. It's like, (laughs) like, so I I love that he owned it after the game. He's like, I screwed up. I'll learn from that. Like, that's a teaching moment for myself. But yeah, I mean, that was, that was about as good as it gets watching your team in the playoffs, especially when you didn't think they were going to be there in the first place. So they're performing like that. I mean, and I don't know how you guys feel. I think I finally am on board with the Packers taking the ball first. Like I'm a huge yes. proponent of mm-hmm. defer. I hate it when the end, but Jordan love was such a monster during this game. I mean, he turned out to be so. <laughs> oh, so, I had that one. That one was good. I had it written down. <laughs> he, was, he was so fantastic that I think finally now in, you know, what week are we in? 20? Week yeah. 19, week 19. 20. No, this like, is 20. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on board now with yeah. And if they win the toss on Saturday, take the ball, get down there, and make San Francisco have to chase some points. Yeah, that, that's the thing. I I I said earlier this week, right? I mean, you want to make the team that feels all the pressure feel it as soon as you can. And we've been on that other side, right? Let's look back to 2021. Mm-hmm. Packers are at home against the 49ers, like. They, they're coming off the bye. They're the one seed. Their quarterback's MVP. I'm not going to say his name. <laughs> um, but <laughs> as soon as Mercedes Lewis fumbled that God, in yeah. the first on that first second drive or whatever, as fans, we all felt just like that crushing, oh, my God, here we go. Mm-hmm. And so if we're feeling that, you know the players are feeling that. You know the coach is feeling that. And they played the rest of the game tight. So against the Cowboys – I said, as soon as the Packers went up 14-0, from that moment on, it felt like every pass Dak was throwing was nervous. Right. Like, it, they had to make up those points on every throw, on every drive. Like, they're chasing those the whole game. So that's another key. Like, if they win the toss, and the way the offense is playing, there's no reason to not take the ball. Because right. they're, you're, they've literally looked unstoppable at this point. I mean, like, would any of you have guessed – Packers could score 40 points with Jaden Reed having no catches and Watson having one for nine. Like, no, they didn't, that's even, they didn't do anything. It was, one of those box, it was one of those box score games where if I, it was one of those, like if I told you that Christian Watson and Jaden Reed were going to combine for one catch for like nine yards, would you think the Packers win this game? Yeah, right. absolutely and, not. <laughs> and you look at the other stats too. And like the time of possession was pretty close. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Packers just the, the deep balls, the Dobbs, the way that they did it, and and yeah, the uh, Mont to your point, the year prior to that against Tampa, it was Jones that fumbled, right? Yep. Right. In that game yep. too. And this young team, that's the advantage that we have right now is this young team. Just the whole they don't know what they don't know. Like 
we need to really appreciate and, and benefit from that because I hate to say it, but as players get older and mature in their NFL careers, they, they start understanding pressure. like, yeah, I mean, well, the money thing creeps in there and they understand like the toll that it takes on their body. A lot of these guys in college aren't used to playing this, this many games and all that other kind of stuff too. So it's, it's awesome to see the purity and, of what's and, going on. And you're talking about box score. Like, yeah, if you would have told me again, Jaden Reed, no catches, Watson, one catch. Oh, and the Cowboys had 500 yards of offense. Right. I'd have been like, oh man, the Packers must have gotten blown out. Like, no, the game was never close. And I do think there's something to be said for, cause like we're on the other side of this, like that we've experienced for so many years where the 49ers are coming off what three weeks rest pretty much. They haven't played a meaningful game in three time. weeks. Yes. Yeah. Like they didn't play a lot of their guys. the last. Yeah. Like the Brock Purdy has not played since that, like week 17. Like he didn't, yeah, and, cause, they, cause Dalton played. And he's played in what game. he's played in what one full playoff game. And then he got hurt against the Eagles. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So like, it's not like he's a seasoned playoff quarterback at this point. Right. Like, um, and I guess we can, I guess should we just move on to the. Yeah. I guess we're kind of already into, okay. into the booze. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So like specifically Brock Purdy, like really, really good in the MVP conversation all year, but yeah, he's not like an experienced playoff quarterback. He's won one playoff game, got hurt against the Eagles. The Packers have been playing playoff games for a month now, pretty much. Right. So there's definitely something to be said for if you believe in momentum. And now again, like there is a big, there is a talent gap and mismatch in this game. Like we know that like the 49ers are definitely the better team, but it's just, can you make them feel like we should not be losing this game at any point? If they, if the Packers get up 10 zero and they're chasing points, then you've, that's exactly, you've got them right where you got them. Right. right Like you you want them. You need to come out and punch them in the mouth and that, and that, yeah, you're not going to do that with your defense starting on like no. starting on the field. Like that's no, like not. you have to, if you have the opportunity to, cause my guess is San Francisco is going to defer um, just because that seems to be the popular thing with teams doing, but I don't know I if they're going to want to do that. Because I think they, they take the ball. Be honest. Agreed. Cause I don't think they want Jordan love and this offense on the field. Yeah. I, so I think if the Niners win the toss, they're going to take the ball. Fair enough. Only like but, only because there is there is a mental edge that they've got over the Packers. Right. Right. Like, oh yeah. Kyle Shanahan is not afraid. Well, they of the they Packers. sort of think that because the other thing is we talk about most of these players on offense in particular have no idea what this rivalry means. They don't no, it doesn't not mean really. shit to them. So like, Who, like I, I, I Jones on defense, Jones, like and then some Dylan. on offense, it's like yeah, Jones, but even Dylan, like that was his what first year second um, in the playoffs. Oh, like, in the playoffs, yeah, first year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, like I feel like it just doesn't I don't know. I, I don't feel like this this team is is thinking about those ghosts. I don't know. It, it, it seems complete like a completely different vibe. I mean, and it's so fun watching that vibe to your point, like Jason about saying like how young they are. Like even today, Jaden Reed's made a comment about like, oh, I don't really care that I didn't get a catch. Like we got yeah. the win. That's all I want. Like it is so wonderful seeing how much of a team this offense is because it has not felt this cohesive in a long time. And that probably has a lot to do with the youth of like, there's just like an excitement and an eagerness for them to just like, they're hungry. They want, they like, they're having fun. And the same, at the same time, it's, yeah, it's you, awesome. you know, they're, they're chomping at the bit to like play this game. They're like, let's Asiago out there. And fuck you. Asiago <laughs> <laughs> oh out there and Bree great. 
Oh my God. But that that is, I think, a benefit though, because there isn't that feeling, that pressure of this is the team that we can't beat, like we can't get over this hump. And mm-hmm. I mean, again, the it it is it is frustrating that Shanahan is the only coach from his own tree that Matt LaFleur doesn't just win every time. Like he always mm-hmm. beats McVay. He he beat Mike McDaniel last year. Well, he's never beat Salah. That's true. He's never beat (laughs) Salah. But like he can't, he just, in the playoffs, he can't get over the hump of, you know, his mentor, for lack of a better term. And I think this might be the year that he coaches with more balls and saying like, we're not even supposed to be here. Like I could see them like going for two Right, like Lafleur's been feeling different this year. Oh, he's having like, way more fun this year. He's having way more fun. His he's finally getting to play his offense because he's got a guy that you know. I know everyone's like up in arms about what Bosa said, but like also like he I thought was that was a compliment. Wrong. By the way, I I agree that he's like he was trying to not give bulletin anything on the bulletin board, but he was also like taking I felt like a day at Rogers, and by saying like playing within his system. Who? I was oh. I, I said I like pause. I was like, is anybody gonna fucking like that? I, like I like that you I thought you were gonna get away with it. The glitch. travel. That was the wrong hockey. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, Cream cheese all over the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was gonna make a bad joke there, but we will keep it PG. Um, but like. Like it felt like a, this is a guy that plays within the system and he Nick Bosa knows what this kind of offense can do when you're like, look at how Brock Purdy's playing. Like he knows that yeah. the Shanahan McVay Lafleur offense, it McDaniel's offense is spectacular when you are playing within the system instead of just relying on like audibles, even Stenovich like made the comment today about like, you yeah, know, he, it's kind of nice, he, like being able to know what we called earlier, so we can know what's going to work. Yeah, that was crazy. He's, he said we'd come he said off. That. He said we'd come off the field and wonder what was being called. Like that's, that's not bad. good. That's, <laughs> that's, bad. that's not a good thing. Yeah, and I don't even think love as he progresses, and anything can happen as you mature in your career, and all these different paths that a career can take. Because when Aaron Rodgers, oh. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> last appearance exactly bam that's the last last appearance on this show i should just cur- i should just curd up in a fetal position and god damn it corner. but i don't think that love has that type of demeanor where you're gonna have that problem even later in his career i mean i, I just feel like from a from a team perspective i mean they talk so much about what he learned sitting for three years and you learn what not to do just as much as you learn what to do. Yeah. It's the same way. Last guy learned from Favre. Like the, the, I, I don't think there's any coincidence to the, to the fact that he's the most, he's the least interception prone quarterback we've ever seen because he followed the guy that was the most interception prone quarterback we've ever seen. So he's, he's learning that, that exact same type of stuff. But I think my favorite attribute about Jordan Love so far, and again, this is literally just year one, right, of him starting, but he literally does not ever seem like he gets rattled by anything. So like anything. He, he was, he has been there for the last two playoff losses against the 49ers, like rookie in 2020, 
then obviously he was there in 2021 when they lost like you know he's like i could turn this entire uh narrative around like i've continued the tradition i tweeted out earlier today Favre was always he could beat the niners in the playoffs but couldn't beat the cowboys you know who could beat the cowboys in the playoffs but couldn't beat the niners look at you not saying his name <laughs> <laughs> love already demolished the cowboys and now he's got a chance to beat the niners and for someone that the moment has never seemed too big like i, I like i said you couldn't the, the best weapon you can have in the playoffs is a hot qb like mm-hmm. and nobody's playing better he is going up against an insanely good team but i do not i don't have a worry that they're going to get blown out and that like seems crazy to even think for a first year quarterback first year starter going up against one of the best teams in the league i know baltimore kind of dismantled them but they're good everywhere. Like they, they do not really have a weakness and the weakest part of their team is probably the secondary. So I'll ask you guys this, like Jordan Love played an almost perfect game last week. He only threw 21 passes. I really don't think they can win the game if he only throws 21 times because I mean, unless they're, they're not 50 yard bombs again, like he was yeah, like, doing like, they're, that was they're not going to let Aaron Jones dismantle them like the Cowboys did in my opinion right I mean their run defense isn't spectacular so I mean they do have that option like it like this feels like it's going to be a shootout but yeah I think he's gonna have to throw the ball a little bit more um also but what does make me nervous is the weather is looking like it might be raining so we might see more Aaron Jones than I think we were expecting like sneaky advantage by the way mm-hmm. Brock Purdy really small hands for a quarterback been raining all week in san francisco it could be wet and rainy during the game jordan love biggest hands in the nfl quarterback we we haven't seen him in adverse conditions yet but that's Mm -hmm. a that's a sneaky advantage because again being on the other side of this coin two years ago the packers have a divisional round game at home against the 49ers the weather is shitty we like to pretend that that's an advantage for Green Bay. It hasn't been for probably what no. ten years, no. <laughs> twenty. But yeah, but against but when Tennessee, got... that was the only fucking time yeah. when AJ Dillon had the best game of his career. Yes, the only exactly. time weather's been great. <laughs> so, like when you've got a talent mismatch and the weather's bad, it levels the playing field a little bit. Now we're on the other side of that. Like the Packers get closer to the 49ers at this point with the weather being bad. So I'm excited for that, and I hope AJ Dillon does play. By the way, because he was a limited participant in practice today, but mm-hmm. I don't, I think you need two running backs in this game. Like they're way more physical than the Cowboys. Aaron Jones isn't going to be able to be a bell cow in this game and have like 30 touches. Like if right. it's sloppy and wet and a, a messy game, I want someone like AJ Dillon. That's like a lot more physical. Yeah. You need Dillon in case of emergency. Um... <laughs> you, I could see on your face that you were waiting you're just waiting to use yeah i was that like one. i was like oh my god he's teeing me up for a perfect one the hand the hand observation was very quark <laughs> nice job um but i mean you well and the big point is you saw what happened when emmanuel wilson got any touches it looked really different rough. i thought he was gonna yeah, fumble yeah, like, <laughs> i was so worried he was gonna fumble yeah like you need aj Dillon back um thankfully aaron jones has like it has been looking great for the last few weeks. Yeah, he's not I he's mean, not even on the injury report anymore. Like he's right. he's healthy, healthy. 
Right. And also not under the injury report, Christian Watson has no injury designation. Well, he's on the injury report, but he doesn't have an injury designation. Yeah, so he is good to go. There's no question. I'm going to tell you is... something right now, man. After one catch, if that dude is even remotely questionable. Yeah. <laughs> this week, yeah. Right. Because he should be pretty every, fresh. He should, everybody right. has. He should be creme fresh for this. I was. Thank you. Oh, somebody, God, like somebody God, come God. through on that one. Somebody. <laughs> but it, it's. It, we've all seen the the film breakdown, and I'm admittedly mm-hmm. not a big big uh, X's and O's. But if you go back and watch, I mean, the stuff that doesn't show up on the stat sheet. I mean, it was it was almost laughable what Dallas yeah, threw at he's, Christian he's drawing, Watson. He's drawing three dudes yeah. downfield. Yeah, I cannot. Four. Yeah, I cannot believe that. Like, which the annoying thing is, is like they just. But I mean. What what is Dallas going to do? Who are you going to cover? Like someone's going to be open. That that's what's so amazing about this offense and these playmakers is that someone is going to be open. I don't know how you can cover all of these guys because even like like you saw Dontavian Wicks, he was covered, but he's open in the end zone with a dart from Jordan Love. I mean, on an audible play, which with six seconds on the fucking play clock, that, that was not to be my favorite play of the year. Yeah, that, that was play- such an impressive. Because it was it was everything, right? Like he he made the check, identified the blitz, changed the play with then six made, seconds to go. Then made an absolutely ridiculous throw with a guy mm-hmm. right in his face. Like mm-hmm. that is like that shows you everything, right? It shows you the arm talent, it shows you the command in the line of scrimmage. Like it is crazy to me the command that he has at the line of scrimmage in his first year starting. Like he's doing it with people he only has a year's worth of reps with at most. Right. Mm-hmm. Like the the fact that he can look so calm and so poised is what's going to come up huge in this game because he's faced teams that throw a lot of pressure at him in the recent weeks. Right. Like the the Lions blitzed him a lot on Thanksgiving, but we know the Vikings blitzed him a ton because Flores loves to blitz. And then he he played a good game against Tampa and they blitzed a ton. It's just that the defense didn't hold up their end of the bargain. And then, yeah, the Cowboys were blitzing him all day and he looked great. So. It, it is very encouraging that he has faced every kind of defense this year and has either passed the test the first time or the second time in, in the case of like the Lions game where he's figured right. it out later or the Vikings. And yeah, I mean, like that's the thing. They're, I don't think they're going into this with any kind of um, dread or kind of like the moment's going to be too big because like they're they're not even supposed to be here and right. when you like we were talking about right so the cowboys game was what the done the, the the romeo dobbs game right yep. right against the bears it was a Jaden reed game uh the vikings was the bull mountain game like right. if you're the 49ers like who are you saying okay we absolutely have to take this person yeah, who are you putting away? your two best corners on and then you have yeah. to just get lucky with everybody else i mean yeah yeah. What's what what's game. after the penny defense? Like what else right. is there? Right. Like, like you know, right. like what else? Yeah, what else right. what else you put out there? I mean, I gave I, I threw a lot of shade at Matt LaFleur. If you listen to Quick Slants, I threw a lot of shade at Matt LaFleur in the middle of the season because I was just like listen, we all did. Okay, this year <laughs> yeah, he, he wasn't okay. doing great earlier. Yeah. But it wasn't even necessarily this year. It was like, okay, this this guy, like clearly we saw what we saw from him in his first three years, four years as as the head coach, but you know, obviously the 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 previous QB. And I listened to a lot of uh, William Tausch and they talked about it, the, the Pittsburgh game, like that mm-hmm. being the catalyst and being like, listen, we got to take the shackles off here and just let this guy go. And at some point, I don't know if it let was a play. YOLO mentality or what it was, but 
whatever that was, like just it turned something loose in Jordan Love. And he's just ice water in the veins. And I think part of that is just his his demeanor and how cool and calm he mm-hmm. is. And I honestly think that's just that's gonna be who he is through throughout his career. And it's crazy to me to think as good as the last two quarterbacks were, and everybody's already banging their head against the wall that the Packers did it again. There's a good possibility that this guy from a playoffs and championship standpoint could outdo both of them. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah, it, with this Matt LaFleur offense, like yes, seeing right. this full offense, the potential. I mean, we, we saw it last week against like, a, like a fairly good defense. They completely tore them apart. It, I, it was it incredible. Is, it is crazy that he, I, again, he sat for three years, just like the last guy did, but to come out and be that much feta than he was in the first year. <laughs> God damn it. But like and seriously, the the way that they can it feels like they can run anything. And mm-hmm. that is going to be such a huge advantage because and we haven't talked about like Packers defense yet, so we'll do that in we a minute. We don't have here. to talk about that. Let's just talk <laughs> offense whole But like show. when you're looking at what they're bringing into this game offensively versus what they had in 2021, I mean you had Adams. There's not a receiver on this team to the caliber of Devontae Adams. Like we all agree on that. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, okay, not yet. Then then it's okay. Alan Lazard, uh, Randall Cobb, um, Mercedes Lewis. So now you're talking about Kraft and Musgrave and Reed and Melton and Wicks he, and Wicks and Heath. Like they are way more equipped if they have to score a bunch of points. Again, they didn't have to score a bunch of points in that game. The 49ers had literally one touchdown. Mm-hmm. But if they have to score a bunch of points, I feel good about them being able to do that this time. And We're literally back crazy. into like the 2011 offense. Like yes. where you're like, <laughs> and we'll go to defense, I guess. But like where your your defense can give up 32 points because you're going to score 48. Like You know, that 11 defense was really bad. I forgot how bad it was. Historically were. bad. And they had Seawood. Yeah. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, they lost they, now they lost Collins halfway through that season, right. and no, they lost him in week. They lost him in week two. Yeah, it was early. Yeah, Panthers, yeah, but yeah, the second week of the season, and and you could get by with with Pepper as your other safety the year prior when you have Collins as your one. But and that was that was Clay Matthews prime, so they were getting they had a good pass rush. Yeah, but yeah, and they had BJ Raji, but yeah, it was like, but they were somehow historically bad. Yeah, it, it, it was it was, it was the worst. It, like I think at the yeah. time it was the worst pass defense by yardage per yeah. game. In history, yeah. yeah. So let's let's cross the Golden Great Bridge and. Um... <laughs> <laughs> wow, I hate that. I know you have that written down. I know oh, you I do. do. I do. <laughs> um, and talk about defense since that's where we're headed. Um, and obviously that's the biggest concern. Jair is reportedly, at least according to yesterday, Joe Barry said that he is in better shape than he was last Wednesday. Yeah, he said which I think he's, when I think he he's injured his ankle. Play. Yeah, yeah, I think he's playing. He doesn't need so, to practice. He'll, he'll play. Um, McDuffie uh. also is questionable. <laughs> Wait, I do have that. That's somewhere. It's somewhere in here. And we have a list of just a we have a million lot. hockey. We have a lot. That um, is a that is a mandatory sound effect in this household, probably at least two or three times a day. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but he's probably playing Enigbare torn ACL. I didn't uh, even know that happened. Um yeah, gutted for yeah, him. They, they, yeah. they never yeah. they never said it during the broadcast, and we never got the you know the the Fox 
injury music cut to commercial. Yeah, when someone gets injured. Yeah, on the piano. Um, and yeah, there because he like I don't know if he got off the field. I don't know what happened when it happened. Um, and McDuffie is questionable um, because he left. I'd, I'd, be, um, I'd be surprised if he plays because yeah. he had a stinger, which is what Dylan has had, and he was out mm-hmm. two weeks with that. I thought McDuffie, when I like watching the game, I thought he like either broke his forearm or like mm-hmm. broke his collarbone. It looked bad. Yeah, it looked yeah. real bad. So yeah, for it to just be a can, stinger. If they can get through this game, maybe he can play next week. But yeah, like I don't right. think he's going to play with a stinger. Stingers are you almost always miss at least a week with those. Well, here's the tough part about that is that. If he could go, what would be helpful is then you've got more versatility and you can use Quay to to fill in a little bit where Enigbari might have not played. Mm-hmm. I mean, he got Van Ness, so that's obviously very helpful. And he's, I think he's ready to what Monty says here. You know, it, it, this could this could be a big, you know, could be his Eric Walden game. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's outperformed and outsnapped Gary's rookie year. And they've clearly been bringing him along on that same trajectory, right? Like we don't need you yet, but we're right. going to give you snaps. He's outsnapped Gary's rookie year. He's outperformed Gary's rookie year. He got a sack on Dak. He's had he had a sack on Fields the week before. He's going to play a lot in this game. I think he's going to be pretty good because the obviously you figure Trent Williams is going to lock down his side, right? He's the right. best left tackle in football. Like I think he's better than Bakhtiari, especially when you consider health. That side is going to be locked down. I don't remember the name of the right tackle, but he's not great. I think the Packers advantage on defense. We know like Gary is the one of the most motivated and like crazy players on this team. Self-motivated. His motor never stops. He's been like kind of quiet lately. I think him and Van Ness together are going to play really well this game. Mm-hmm. And simply because of, and what like we've seen this with LaFleur before, right? One of his weaknesses Guys that should be playing over other guys generally don't do it until they get hurt. So I think by virtue of him playing way more snaps in this game, he's going to show that he should have been playing all along over right. a little bit more, and he's going to have a good game. Sometimes I watch Rashawn Gary, and I'm like, come on, Jack, get out there and yeah, home alone that you're... <laughs> Is that a- God damn it. <laughs> Leave it to the guests to cheese it up. <laughs> That doesn't count. That's the actual. That does count, though. That actually does. No one has used cheese. Take it cheesy. (laughs) Um, I've been calling on Rashawn for a couple weeks, and and but he has gotten the benefit of the doubt for me. Yeah, I'll watch because I'll watch him during the game, and there's no issue with the motor. Right, but it is, but it, it it's one of those things now where okay, now this is. I talked about the bar moving and like the house money thing. Yeah, it's still house money. But, right, I mean, we're going to be disappointed if they lose this game, right? Well, right. You're, you're in the playoffs now, right? So, what do like what do we always say? In the playoffs, your best players have to play their best. Bingo. Right. Yeah. And, and he just he got is, paid a shit ton of money. Yes. Well, he's got he, he to get home. Yeah. Oh, agreed. But he, he is, he's yeah. just not getting home. And that's what he's, – he's getting pressure. He's just not getting home. And it's frustrating. Yeah. Well, but whatever it is that he's doing, I mean, Kenny Clark has – come alive. I mean, he December, is just December, gobbling guys January, up. Like, yeah, always yeah. different. Kenny Clark he is winner. just gobbling guys up. Like TJ Slayton, like I, I hoped when they drafted TJ Slayton, what we're seeing from him, this is what I hoped he would be. And honestly, like that flag that he got at the end of the Dallas game, like cheers. To I him. love it. Like, honestly, yeah, I love like it. let's set the tone, set the tone yeah. and Devon and why it's coming on. 
I mean, Slayton, Slayton is probably really what their only run stopping D lineman. Right. Right. Like if we're being honest, like every D lineman on this team is good at their, their specialty is rushing the passer. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And so what you're talking about, Gary, kind of like we talked about, he's kind of been quiet. Like he hasn't played bad by any means, but he, he QB hunts a lot. And mm-hmm. I think he's really going to be tested in this game. You know, Shanahan is going to run a bunch of misdirection at him, a bunch of RPOs. Like he's got to be fundamentally sound. And like, it's not that I don't think he can do it. It's just more of he has to be patient. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, well, and it's like, because I don't know it. It's frustrating because the pass rush, like obviously is their specialty, but they have somehow, I mean, they did get to, to Dak, but like, yeah. I feel like their struggle has been getting home where they just keep whiffing. They just barely miss the miss him or they're like half a step too, too late. And that has been, it's hard to watch because you're just like, Oh my God, you're like so fucking they're- close. And like, that's going to have to be the difference. Like they need to get there this week. Like there's otherwise gonna, this game is going to be hard to win. There's going to be a lot of frustration watching this game because even if you have a perfect plan, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say they call a perfect blitz and they've got the perfect coverage that they want. You're still having to cover George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk and Debo mm-hmm. and Christian McCaffrey. Like, it's not that you're it's not that if they get beat bad their plan was bad again like the Niners are loaded like they have they have someone that can beat whatever you're trying to do in any situation mm-hmm. and i think that is why you see a lot of people saying like if the packers end up winning this game and it's not like a massive shootout or anything like if they hold the 49ers to 23 or something I would be sure bring Joe Barry back because like that is he clearly would have made a difference and made changes. Even if it's that he's getting more input from Lafleur about changing up what he's calling, but like, this is a really, really tough task. And I think when we get to the score predictions, I won't be surprised if none of us pick green Bay, <laughs> but I don't think again, like we said earlier, the spread is ridiculous, but they, they oh. just, they're so loaded. It's like, where, where do you, where do you zero in on to say like that person's not beating me? Right. Well, 21, 21 would mean the the Niners offensive line is pretty Swiss. I mean, I would you get through there, you you pop through a <laughs> lot of pressure. I mean, it's at least it's at least three turnovers, right? Mm-hmm. It, yeah. And, and it and we've you know, I think back to you know 85 years ago when the far of 95, like the first really good Packers playoff win over the Niners. That's kind of what happened in that game. They blew it up early and got a couple turnovers and turned them into point uh, quick points. Yeah, that was like a mud bowl, right? I no, think. that was in that was at Lambeau the year prior to that. And when they uh, then they lost the NFC Championship game in Dallas, but That's they went right. in and beat the one seed Niners after they after they won their first playoff game under Holmgren and Favre against Atlanta the week prior, and it was because they put San Francisco. They came out flat. They hadn't, you know, again the the whole uh, they hadn't played a meaningful game, resting starters, all of that stuff too, but. Shanahan, just like you said earlier in the show, Shanahan just has this, this thing. He's got the, you know, the thumb on LeFleur 
And yeah. so this you got an answer a, for everything. This would be a huge, I mean, I'm, I'm almost like go obviously go out and win the game, but it's like, if Jordan love goes out and has another virtuoso performance here and they beat the 49ers, like he has in one season and I know everyone's <laughs> talking about the Josh Allen arc, but in one season he has created and set a bar that I'm just like, I'm almost nervous for him to have to, because the league is coming for the Packers and they're like, all right, we're going to spend this whole off season trying to figure out how to shut down these, this offense Mm -hmm. and hope that their defense can't, you know, be as, be as effective, but we'll, we'll worry about that after, after this playoff run. Yeah. And and, after their, their hoisting at Lombardi. That's, that's like, that's what I look at. That's the way I look at this is. Okay. Like, Jordan Love is having a great season, right? It's like, I'm not going to say, oh, is this his floor? Can he only be better than this going forward? But, like, even if, like you said, like, once people get tape on you, like, you have to, like, find answers. He's done that in season, basically. And this offense is going – what we're seeing, what we saw last week, what we're going to see next, like, on Saturday, this is going to be the offense for at least three years, right? Right. I think we all can agree at this point, they're going to find whatever they need to do to bring Aaron Jones back next year. Mm-hmm. Like this is going to be what your offense is and they're on, they're only going to get better. So I think they are going to have those answers and you just have to look at it from a standpoint of they can't, again, like if this is Jordan loves floor and he can only go up, that's great. But you've got a coach and a quarterback that like are so in sync right now. Like, immediately so we talk about like oh brock purdy like he's even if you say he's a game manager button pusher whatever he's got the tools to do it the packers have those tools too just not maybe on the same level but they also have a better quarterback like jordan can make any throw he needs to make i'm confident more than brock purdy can um yeah i mean you're, you're just talking about you're facing a quarterback in that perfect system throwing the guys that are like i mean Ayuk, Debo, Kittle, and McCaffrey out of that group, at worst, they're one of those guys is probably what, like fifth best at their position. Right. Like, right. I think Ayuk is a top I, I have Ayuk in my top five. I know that could be kind of controversial. Right. But like you certainly can't argue like CMC is probably the best running back in the league. Debo, mm-hmm. he's he's right up there in the top five. Like they have like Kittle, top five tight end. Like they have great pieces. And the Packers have pieces in that similar, they use them the same. They're not as talented, but they've got the better guy pulling the trigger. Jones well, is under contract. Don't forget, Jones is already under contract next year. I know he's at a high cap. Sure. Ca- I'm high sure salary, they're just going to rework it. Yeah. 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 yeah, but he's under. It's not like they have to convince him to come back. He is under contract. They just have to figure out the money. Rework right. it a little bit. Get get to work, Russell. Um, I think the biggest difference between Brock Purdy and Jordan Love is Jordan Love has a insanely short memory. And when Brock Purdy's bad, he's bad. Like, and that's why, like, like, which, which is really fun because the last guy also did not have a short memory. And like, like you said, like once, once Mercedes Lewis fumbled, like all of a sudden we knew the offense was going to fall apart. Like we knew it was coming. Every target after that, I think, other than two of them, was to either Adams or Aaron Jones. The rest of the game, right? That wasn't that fumbles in the first quarter, right? Right, <laughs> right. Like it was, 
atrocious. And Jordan Love is not that guy. He will go to the same exact player. He is going to throw the ball just the exact same way that he did on the pick. Like he is not changing what he does. And that it, this game is just going to come down to mistakes. It's going to be who makes the mistakes. And if the 49ers make the mistakes, the Packers easily could win this. But you have to force them to make the mistakes. They're not just going to make them. They're a well-oiled machine. Yeah. This this defense has to be disruptive. And unfortunately, Brock Purdy is pretty good under pressure. So it's going to take somebody it's going to take savage stepping in front of a route for a fucking pick six it's going to take an incredible pick by jair like it's going and that's not something we've seen from this defense that much but if they are figuring it out right now where they're starting to get turnovers sacks are finally like starting to pile up like they have a shot like it's it could go like they got it they could they can do it we saw it last week i think they have to the defense needs to step on the neck because obviously letting them score 32 points when this game was put away when they had 16 points, like, is really not great. <laughs> I, I I just think it's mostly, I mean, this is probably about the fourth game in a row that we don't feel nervous about the offense being able right. to score. Like, they, they've clearly shown that they can score on literally anybody. Whatever mm-hmm. your scheme is, if you're blitzing, if you're playing zone, like, they are going to put up points no matter what. It's... Can you slow down an offense that seems to have an answer for whatever you want to throw out on defense in any situation? And that's what we talked about earlier is like, you got to make them feel that pressure and make sure they can't run whatever they want to run. Cause again, I don't care if the 49ers are down 14 zero in the first quarter, like McCaffrey's still going to get carries. Like right. they're going to run the ball no matter what. Right. And or if they don't want to use him in the run game, like they are going to throw him a bunch of passes. Uh, I, I can already tell you automatically we're going to get a we're going to get at least four or five plays of McCaffrey lined up on Quay Walker or Devondre Campbell. Right. So it's like you have to make sure that you can weather that storm of them being able to call that stuff. And I I do think that the they're going like I didn't think they were going to be able to beat the Cowboys unless they got two turnovers, I think you're gonna have to do the same thing. Like, I think they're going to have to get turnovers mm-hmm. to win this game. Yeah. And not turn the ball over at the same yeah. time. Yeah. And again, the Jordan love is on what, like a 24 to one TD to interception ratio. Like, right. Well, and that is, and that's this, the former guy level. Like he's just not, what turning helps the ball over. is this 49ers defense. Isn't the same defense that the Packers faced a few years ago. They, yeah, they their, certainly their are not as not tough. good. Right. They they do not look like what the Packers saw in the playoffs. And so that helps things. But unfortunately, their offense is better with Brock Purdy as opposed to Jimmy fucking Garoppolo. So <laughs> they like it, it's going to come down to what defense is able to smother. They is that was that a not intentionally, but we'll, we'll go with smothering with <laughs> that, cheese. Because the Waffle House, the whiz. Right? yeah, the whiz. At Waffle House, when you get smothered hash browns, there, there there's melted there cheese. On them. Yeah, I've never been to a Waffle House. Well, really? Mm-hmm. I guess they don't really. They don't have them in Indiana. Do they don't they? have. They do have a couple, but they're mostly okay. IHOP. Like that's like the only thing that's like equivalent. You, you have that. to. You can only go if you're already drunk, or if you're sober and it's past midnight. Whatever your best Denny's experience is, uh, where are my office fans out there? Um, Kevin, Kevin Malone, double it. 
Yeah, you go to Waffle House. <laughs> it's way better than Benny's. You go it's to way Dun- better than IHOP. Oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, but but like you said, yeah, it's it's only in certain situations. Yeah, there. yeah. I mean, Carrington Valentine mm-hmm. at some point, and I don't know when it's going to happen, but that dude is going to make an absolutely electric play. He's he's going to yeah. take one. He's going to house one, and it is going to be like. He's whatever, very close. He's gonna do whatever whatever Tremont did in 2010, and I think we we kind of I was like I almost was like oh Savage don't you know don't don't blow it on the uh, wild card round right but it's it's he could be that this you know this mm-hmm. could be one of those those type games I mean in 2012 before Kaepernick ran wild Sam Shields had a pick six in that game the Packers yep. were up seven nothing early yep and he had because he was the speedster there and I'm just like. At any point now or any time now, Valentine is going to make a massive play. And it mm-hmm. just seems like this team is so primed. And in every big game in their history, when you look at the Super Bowls, NFC Championship games, there's always like an unsung player that made a play that you would have never – like the Jared Bush, yeah. Martin the Fryer, you know, type type play. Like we could be – we could see that. And that that obviously would be a, a huge, huge mitigator of, of a lot of the good things that San Francisco does too. I mean, this is like we talk about like rivalries. This is like a true playoff rivalry because this will be the tenth time they've met in the playoffs. It's a that's an NFL record. Like no teams have met more than the Packers and the 49ers in the playoffs. So crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, and like, yeah, like like you said, Matt LaFleur has like a chance to beat his arch nemesis. Oh, <laughs> that was good. Ben, ben, you can that just was tell. really you good. Just, you can just tell. You can just tell. It's like the little, you know, I like, know I can't, or, I can't yeah. contain myself. I am like, I, can't, I, I would can't never, tell. I'm such a terrible liar. I would never be good at poker. I can't I tell if I'm going to, I can't tell if I'm going to use Arch Nemesis or Troshan Gary. That, I got two big choices. Well, <laughs> well, done. yeah. Um, but the 49ers defense, it's very interesting because obviously they're a way better defense than the Packers. But they're kind of the same. If their pass rush isn't working, their secondary is not great. And the the way Green Bay's lost these games this year is if their pass rush isn't getting home, they get picked apart on the back end. So mm-hmm. I do think if the line can hold up, the I'm not going to say the same way it did in Dallas because they were pretty much dominant. Like Jordan Love didn't. I don't think they got any sacks on Jordan Love. They didn't. But he yeah. had guys in his face. Like he was. Yeah, he he was getting pressured. Yeah. But like if if the line can hold up like that, that's why I think the the Packers are going to put up points. But again, a way tougher task because you were t- like against Dallas. You're like, okay, we have to stop Parsons, and like Demarcus Lawrence is still good, but he's not like what he used to be. You're talking about in this game, Bosa and Armstead and Chase Young. Like they have to hold up, and that's what has wrecked us these last couple playoff games. Like they were able to get pressure with four and. They were in the face of the former quarterback all game and making him panic. Like if they can hold up better, that's the key. Um, but I'll lead that into, so like we'll go into score predictions now. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say, I think obviously again, like we said, I think the Packers will cover. I can't mm. pick them to win only because I feel like they have to play a perfect game this team and they already played a perfect game last week pretty much mm-hmm. i don't know if i can 
trust a team this inexperienced to play two perfect games in a row. Like, I can tell you right now, if they end up winning, I will not pick them to lose the NFC Championship game because, like, I feel like this is probably the NFC Championship game. Right. But, and yeah, this is a tougher game. Yeah, I, I just, I feel good about it. I feel good about the offense. I am still skeptical about the defense, like I'm sure 90% of Packers fans are. But I'm going to pick the 49ers, but I think it's going to be way closer than obviously Vegas gives it any right to be. I'm going to say 20, I'm going to say 31, 26 Niners in this one. Mm. I think 30, we're going to 30, 30 what? 31, 26. I thought you said 39 and I was like, no, <laughs> so first of all, what a weird <laughs> ass number. 39, like 31, 26. I think we're going to feel really good after the game about next year. I mean, we already feel good about next year, right? Even before this game starts. So right. I think we're going to feel even better about next year. I think it's going to be, they fought hard, but they clearly just were matched up again. It's not even about like who's playing the best. Sometimes it's just like matchups and like, we have not matched up well against this team recently, but this is not but going it's a different team. This is not, not going your to mama's Packers. This is not going to be the, we only scored 10 points in a playoff game against right. the Niners. I think it's going to be a really good game. Um, I'm going to go similarly, but also different. I think it's going to be, um, I think they're, the Packers are going to score a little more because I, I do think okay. that it's going to end up being kind of a bit of a shootout. I'm going to go 35-31. Damn, okay. Yeah. If they score I 30 on this defense, I'll feel great, to be honest. I, I think this defense is a product of its offense. And I think that, that the Packers' offense is just flying so hot right now. I do not see them scoring under 30. They can... Prove me wrong, but I, I I don't know. I'm but I am picking the Packers to lose. I do want to pick them to win, but I have picked them to lose. Like I know. I just don't want to with my head, not my heart. I really like, want to pick them to right. win. Right. I, I do like, want to, but I am gonna pick them to lose. Um that's also probably more of self-preservation because like <laughs> it's just get, I don't want to get my hopes up, but like right. it it's just um yeah, I'm I'm ex- it's gonna be a fun game. I feel like it's going a fun game for anybody not a fan of like the Packers of the 49ers. I think it's going to yeah. be hell for 49ers and Packers fans. I think, it's, I think it's going to be the best game of the weekend. Yeah. Agreed. In my opinion. Yeah. I can't. So I said, I wouldn't pick the Packers. So they won three in a row and they won their third in a row. Yep. Against the bears bears. But then I was like, same underwear, same food, same crowd. Same. <laughs> So I got a. I went. I said twenty eight twenty Niners on pack a day. I'll go twenty eight twenty four. I'll close the gap. Niners twenty eight twenty four. So I can stick with stick with with sticking with uh, picking against the Packers because obviously the bulletin board material that we heard all about on Thursday. Let's give them some more. We know they watch the show every single well, of week. Course. Yeah, of course. So I'm gonna. Okay, I didn't bring up a bet yet, so I will bring it up now. More, so more combined total yards. Yeah, I was about to ask about the bet. Christian McCaffrey yes. and George Kittle or Aaron Jones and Luke Musgrave. 
I'm picking the Niners. I have been picking against the Packers every mm. week since their win streak. So I'm picking against the Packers. It's going to be McCaffrey and Kittle for me. Yeah. I'm going to go. I'm going Jones Musgrave because Jones is on a heater right now. He, he's this is, has he ever had four games in a row over hundred yards? Cause that's what he's, that's what he's on right now. Like he's on a heater. And Musgrave finally didn't fall down catching a, a wide open ca- uh, touchdown pass. I think I think Musgrave and Jones outproduce McCaffrey and Kittle. But the reason I think the Niners still win, I think Brandon Ayuk's going to have a really big game. It's going to be really frustrating, but I think he's going to have a big game. Mm. Yeah, I don't think he's going to make the CD Lamb like drop mistakes. I think he's going to be more mentally checked in. I don't know what, like, CeeDee Lamb, it just was, like, hitting his hands and just falling. Too much pressure. He felt the pressure. It was one. So how many times did we watch strange performances in the playoffs between previous and Devontae? And it's like, yeah. how can this be happening when I've watched you, like, dominate? Think back to, think back <laughs> to week one of 2020. Yeah. Right? And that's obviously an anomaly game because Devontae was on fire, but – We've now we're on the other side of it, and it was almost like you're like, Hey, I'll take it, but man, it is really strange to watch CD Lamb like in this in this zone. It was weird, it was almost yeah, like he, he was, that didn't he do was anything insane for the, all for the year con, for the script conspirators. That that <laughs> performance did not do any that did not help at all. All right, so Aaron, what, what was your do, do we want to have an emergency garnish? Did you have an idea? Yeah, I did. Did you not see it in the chat what my idea was? It, it disappeared before I saw it. Oh, okay. Well, my garnish idea is um, Jason brought up the bulletin board because that has been like the buzzword of the fucking week. Yeah. Um, partially because Mark Schmura's bitch ass oh, like, said about something him. about Jeez. intentionally hurting. We Brock should Purdy. we should have a late hit on Brock Purdy early right, in the game. Right. Like. You know, oh and then, you know, like I'm not saying I'm that? just saying. Yeah. Well, yeah, right. What did he say? He said, I don't condone it, but I also do. And I'm like, okay, yeah. so you condone it. Got it. Um, you just want on record that you tried to say that you don't condone it. Anyways. Oh, and then so and what, then and then who and then who tries to come to the rescue and and to to everybody's uh you know to everybody's defense or or trying to warm everybody's hearts out of anybody. Sure. Oh yeah, yep, yeah. Sure. Who I was at that Seattle game in 2016 at Lambeau where they boat raced the Seahawks. Yeah. And at yeah. the end of that game, I will tell you if you because you, I don't think you saw it unless you were there. When uh I'm blanking, who's our 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 backup? Hundley. When Hundley came right, in, Hundley, yeah, and the end around touchdown to Janice, Devontae put Rich Sherm, he threw him into like yeah, he 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 took him out of the, he blocked him out of the club on that. Yeah, play. dude, just absolutely, yeah. absolutely blocked him out of the all club. the way into Saint Germain. <laughs> That's what it was. He <laughs> blocked him all the way to Saint Germain. <laughs> um, but my my thought is, what things other than quote unquote bulletin board material would be on players and coaches' bulletin boards, like in their in their bedroom, like or in their in their locker, like what is posted in their locker as in like bulletin board material. And I, I, I think this could have potential. So what do we think? Yay or nay? I think this is a good one because yeah. I think, first of all, the first thing that came into my head is I think in Matt LaFleur's office, he's got every single like Green Bay Press Gazette or Milwaukee Journal Sentinel headline 
of his losses to the 49ers, <laughs> like just on, on his bulletin board in his office, like he's, he's staring at it all week long. He's like, if there's ever a chance for us to like break this cycle, it's when we're not supposed to be here. No one's going to pick us to win. There's finally no pressure on me. I'm going to, I'm going to beat my boss's ass like this. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, <laughs> For sure. I, like, it's not just up all week. It's up all season. Like, it's yes. been up for years. Like, every yes. time he just, like, adds to this collage. For sure. I, I think I think Anders. Anders has, has on his bulletin board, it's footnote, laces out. Yeah. We, we didn't even talk about Anders yet, by the way. Footnote, laces out. And honestly, yeah. I, that, I, yeah, I didn't know if we wanted to bring that up because talk about it. The, obvious, the obvious is everyone's has it as a close game and if it's too close mm -hmm. then we we all know and if it's raining too right the inevitable the inevitable I, mean, I, I didn't get annoyed that anders missed an extra point because he made the rest of them right they scored right. a gazillion touchdowns last game right but if this game does come down to right like does Malifor trust Anders to trot out there to win the game on a 52 yard field goal? Like, I don't know if he does. When, because uh, I understand, because the counterpoint to that is who else is there to give a shot to at this point? Like, and yeah, that's, you can't, you can't bring you're in, in like a really rough person. situation. Because, like, look what happened when you, they, the Giants signed Mason Crosby. Like, he missed the game winning kick and missed a kick earlier. Like, you, there's nobody left. So, I understand, like, it's, it's not a fun situation to be in. Yeah. And, um, like, he's, he's a rookie and, Hopefully it all works out. They have all the confidence in the world in them. And I, at least publicly, they're never going to admit that like, yeah, we're worried about this guy just to fuck him up more in the head. Again, he, he's he's, he's got a better field goal percentage than Crosby's rookie year, but like, I'm not, I would not be surprised. And I'm totally on board with, I think at training camp, they'll probably bring in another kicker for competition. Bring, it would and, be funny if they, they brought should. Mason Crosby back. That would be so <laughs> fucking funny. <laughs> I don't see him coming back at this point because I think he kind of knows they're like, they've moved on. Well, and he like, would know if he's being brought in that it's not because I, they actually want him. Yeah. Like it's because he's a, 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 yeah. a camp leg. Yeah. Right. Um, I think that Zach Wilson just has pictures of like MILFs all over his board. <laughs> like for sure. Yeah. Like that's a hundred percent all over. Like he no football content whatsoever. Anyone, this man's like, the, I don't give a shit. It's just hot. It's all the like moms of like his like teammates. I was gonna say anyone on the Jets roster that has like <laughs> a mom that's not in a relationship, he's got on right. his, his bulletin board. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there like a rumor going around that he like slept with a player's like mom or something? Yeah, there was. Yeah, yeah. there was. I don't like this. Rumor. I, think, I think it may have been confirmed. I think it was this year. I too. thought it like, was like heavily like insinuated that that happened he's like well I'm, he's like well i'm not expecting to be the starter i might as well party right <laughs> um what do we think is on aaron donald's bulletin board um i think he i i still think he doesn't he really doesn't like elton jenkins so i think he's got like <laughs> he's got like various photos of elton jenkins with like his face like scratched out right and like, and, like a permanent marker <laughs> like a looking like a clown like yeah. like all over his face yeah missing teeth <laughs> with a permanent marker 
What's that? Uh, what's that Harlow track? Oh, um, I'm, I'm Vanilla Baby. I'll choke you by it. No, yeah. Killer, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's his. That's his pregame yeah. hype song. Yes. <laughs> that's his walkout yeah. song. Yeah, this is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something, something along those lines. There, I don't know. Do what you will. Do what you will with that. Do your worst. Do your worst. Um, what does Justin Fields? have on his bulletin board oh um i think it's empty because he's about to get moved like he's about to get yeah i was gonna say he's he's not willing to put to post anything up because he's gonna have to take it down in (laughs) what two months three months (laughs) it's like it's like an ad for like a moving company or something (laughs) it's it's a it's a it's a still from step brothers but it's him and caleb williams face (laughs) because that's potentially what's about to happen Right. I if I'm the Bears, I contemplate keeping both of them. Yeah. Like well, well, the problem with that though is if they if you're Justin Fields, you're gonna demand a trade if they draft Caleb Williams, right? Like there's you're not gonna stick around. You? Well, because they have to pay him. So like unless they're gonna extend not this him. year, not this year. Well, they're gonna have to give him a fifth year option, but like and then they could give... tag him. They'd have, yeah, they'd have to give him a fifth year option and then plan to trade him. The Bears would do something effed up like that too and do yeah. the tag thing. Right. Well, they the, would tag tag is what? the tag is what? Like the it's a an average of the top five QB salaries. Right. Yeah. That's real expensive. That's true. That's kind of wrong. I do think they shouldn't necessarily hesitate because there's been a lot of criticism about Caleb Williams. Like, is he the guy or is he not? Um and like, also, there's something to be said about sitting a quarterback for a few weeks just to get him ready to go. But I, I just, I, I'm curious as to what the trade demand, I guess, is for Fields because I think that if you think Fields might be the guy, but you also have the number one overall pick where you could get a like the quarterback, I just don't know why. I would want to hang on to them both and see, like, make them like fight it out, and then you could trade Fields at the beginning of the season if you fucking need to, or if Caleb Williams ends up not being the guy, and you're like, we're gonna roll with Fields, trade Caleb Williams. Someone will fucking pay yeah. a pretty good premium for him. So I don't know. That's that's what I would do. But I'm smarter than. I mean, if if they, really it, it, it's going to be incredible, right? If the, right. if they end, I they end wait. up keeping fields and so whatever else they drafts, do, it's going to be wrong. And I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Someone else ends up drafting Caleb Williams. and ends up being like the goat cheese on another team. Goat Ryan Poles on his bulletin board has a bunch of other speeches that he compiles and, and snips together to make yeah. his next speech about how next year's team. What about Joe Barry's bulletin board? Oh, oh, it's job postings in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, indeed. But, yeah, okay. it's, it's resume. It's 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 it's, it's monster.com. Yes. <laughs> that, that is the other thing, right? Like if, right. if this is the end of the Joe Barry era, he's he's not getting another job, right? Like he's he'll, he's already he'll, coordinated he'll, the worst like defense in history. A, he's gonna get a demotion. Like I feel like he could go back to like doing some like linebackers coach or some shit like that whatever his quote-unquote specialty is but um i mean i think this is the because we've talked about this like i believe it's rumored that it was a three-year deal so this would be i i cannot unless they completely shut down the niners and they like or they win the super bowl or some shit they go on this like crazy run i can't imagine they're going to justify keeping him 
Because no. again, giving up 32 points to the Cowboys when you like you had them shut down is brutal. I mean, there were like, times this having year to, getting to a point where your starters had to fucking come back in is fucking brutal because his his defense was like, yep, take whatever there, you want. There were times this year where the defense has looked softer than cottage cheese. And <laughs> if that is <laughs> that's a good one. Like as much goodwill as he's built up from the last three weeks and beating Dallas, like if we fall into that PTSD of being just whooped by the 49ers and they put up a bunch of points, that's it. He's done. Like, yeah. Well, if, all, if he, all if the he bad can, memories come flooding back. If he can lead this to like this defense to the Super Bowl to win the Super Bowl, I will crown him as Jesus. Like, for sure. <laughs> I mean, it's like it damn. That would be a lot <laughs> processed. Wow. But if you listen to Matt LaFleur. Was process? Was that like processed cheese? Was that a <laughs> bonus? <joke>? Bonus. <laughs> but Matt LaFleur, just the goalposts with him and Joe. I would love to be a fly on the wall in those meetings during the week and just yeah. how he's really come across because it, it's it's almost like everything he can do to try to keep this guy on board. I think he Matt so badly wants to be like, see, I I was right. I hung I stuck with it and I was right. I I don't know if 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 they beat the Niners regardless of how I guess it does matter how it goes down, but you get to a conference championship game. I mean, speaking of that uh job posting, I mean, what is what's the head what's the headline on Joe Barry's resume if they get to the NFC Championship playoff extraordinaire? I don't know. I feel like we have an opportunity to get Monty his handle here, Aaron. So we can't F right. this up. Like, right. What, what is, what is the headline on his resume? If, if the Packers are in the NFC championship game after another decent performance by the defense. I, I mean, I don't think he's got a headline for a resume. If he gets a decent, decent performance. Like, and that's the thing is like, I, I saw a bunch of people tweeting shit about like, Oh no, I don't want them to do well. Like what happened? Like, what happens if like the D like them going on a playoff run, like Joe Barry keeps his job and it's like, well, if they're going in a playoff run, that means the defense is doing something good. Right. And it's like, not necessarily like I, I, that, that thinking, I understand we're all on like this hype train of like, Oh, fire Joe Barry. But if he's able to turn this defense around a hundred percent, he's not losing his job. The yeah, other like, thing I will say though right. is if this defense is turned around because of Matt LaFleur's involvement, He's he's not coming back. I do right. not think Matt I mean, LaFleur baby, wants yeah, the, anything the to do with this. The babysitting yeah. is the babysitting. Right. How do you spell? Huh? Right. That, that would be that would be the headline to Joe Barry's. Right. That's, right. right. And and and, right. and that's the thing, right? It's like we're at the point now where he's had so many bad performances. Mm -hmm. If he keeps his job, it's only because he's doing so much better, and the team is winning and winning and winning, and right. they make a Super Bowl or something. But we're in that – I think we're in the perfect spot if you don't like him as your coordinator because the only way he comes back at this point is if you defy all odds and beat the Niners and then you make right. the Super Bowl if you win the next week. Like, then yeah, you then feel great. Point, then you're like, sure, come back. I don't care. And then, like, and then at that the point, Bowl. like, you're justified in anything that you do. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, early in right. 21 – Matt LaFleur was coming out and like he had to have a meeting with Joe Barry and was like, Hey, I need you to be more aggressive or pick, you know, pick a lane, decide what it is that you're going to. And I don't know if it was before that Niners game where they did, they, you know, one of the few times they've beaten the Niners on the walk off Crosby field goal in week three 
in 2021. But as early as that in his first year as defensive coordinator, Matt LaFleur was already having to say, like, bro, we need to get our heads together and get Heck, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's just the 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 babysitting, the micromanaging. I just, you know, even Matt LaFleur is as cool as he is. And I mean, man, dude is dude is starting to get a little JP with the white in the beard <laughs> over these right. over these. He's like, stealing your. He's, he's stealing he's, your look. He's stealing right. it. He's got to, ha- but he's got to have a limit to where he's like, hey, I don't, I don't want to have to keep. I got other stuff to worry about. I don't want to have to. Right. You know, keep. Like, and and we've talked about that on the show before, but like about why we think he went with Joe Barry is because he wanted a guy that has done this multiple times before. Right. Which, be hands granted, off. without success, but he did not like. He did not want to have to think about it and touch it. So if, even if he is, and that's the reason they're winning because Matt Lafleur is getting involved. If the defense is suddenly like turned around, I still think Matt Lafleur is going to be like, no, I do yeah, not want to do this. Like, 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 like I said, bring someone else in that can handle this without my involvement. Like, like I said last week, right? Like Lafleur is uh, like in the Shanahan tree. Like, do we think? Do you think Kyle Shanahan wants to have anything to do with the defense? No. Absolutely. You think Mike McDaniel wants to have anything to do with the defense? No. Like, so as soon as he was like, I need to get more involved with my, with the play calling in the defense, that was like writing on the wall. And I'm like, unless things go insanely well the rest of the year, it's all, he's already made up his mind. Like, cause he shouldn't be involved. Like he picked, like you said, he picked Barry specifically. So he doesn't have to, dip his hands in there and now he's having to be like heavily involved and like that that spells the that spells the end for me matt lafleur picked berries (laughs) (laughs) also that that should have been the headline when he was hired (laughs) i had one i had one written down that i didn't get to use because we already talked about it but when you talked about charlie pepper i had written down charlie pepper jack you had that written down. That like, you were down. like, I'm some gonna how, I was like, I'm somehow gonna bring up Charlie. I was like, I wanted to use this one. I blew it. I should have done that's that's double double points yeah. for mine. Yeah. <laughs> um, who else plays in the NFL? What's on Patrick Mahomes' bulletin board? Um, well, after after last week, like I know a sticker he's, from State Farm. I know he's feeling himself a little bit. I he has a picture of himself with the cracked helmet. Like mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, you know what? I am tough. Like everyone always talks shit about me. Like, look at my my helmets. Oh. <laughs> my there, helmets cracked. A, a, I don't know, like a hole in the head. Like I don't know, like just like it, like an old Abe Lincoln. I don't know. Now we're getting dark. Oh. Getting very dark. <laughs> getting very dark. Getting very dark. There, folks. It's not, that's on me. That's on me. He photoshopped no, himself as Abe Lincoln. That's the Abe comments Lincoln. of our guests do not necessarily represent the the opinions of Last Call Lambo. I just want to. <laughs> oh, trust me. If we if we if we haven't been canceled yet, that's not. Well, we're we haven't canceled. even gotten to Nick Bosa yet. I was gonna say we should finish it now because we're at an hour twenty. Right. You're right. So now we should so wrap this Nick up. By the way, board. when anybody heard, I don't know if I've ever heard Nick Bosa do an interview before. Was anybody just kind of like? He's got he a high pitched voice. Sound as intimidating yeah. as yeah. he's the Bosa voice. Yes, yeah. right. Yeah, he, the, he his he has a very high pitched voice. <laughs> it's the like, steroids for how he plays on the field and like how intimidating he is as a player. But like when you yeah. hear him in an interview, you're like that that was Nick Bosa, right? <laughs> like, okay, like, turn like, down the helium. The turn down the helium in the right. room. I hope <laughs> the Packers are just like listening to him talk. Like that's what they go to sleep to is him talking. So they're like, mm, he's not so bad. But on his bulletin board, um, it's just all the black QBs in the NFL for sure. 
And every time, every time he gets at least one sack on them, he's got a big red X. Right. <laughs> and then he lights it on fire. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. I know oh. he's got. I know he's got Jordan Love circled for this weekend. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're going to hell. <laughs> More fire. More yeah. fire. All right. Well, that does it for us. I'm glad we got to squeeze in a garnish there. Um, very grateful that we got to get to that. Um, <laughs> um, in case anyone has not listened to another show on this network, Jason, where can people find you? I am on X slash Twitter at Jason Perone, and I will have a quick slants podcast out on Monday. I'll have a whole day to process whatever happens on Saturday as I take this one in with with Monty and the crew looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, it'll be out first thing Monday morning. And uh, hopefully we're, we've got, hopefully got one more, two more, two more left, two more two more to go. Right. Yep. 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 Monty. You can find me on Twitter. Also, I'm at for Turgeson, F E R D underscore U R G E S O N. Also on Fridays on the pack a day podcast with Nathan Marzian and Shanna Quinn and with Aaron and Dusty every other week ish on watching yeah. stuff. We are All right, we're gonna be we're gonna be off next week. Yeah, so we will be off next week, but then we'll be back the week after. We're jumping back in to the MC. We'll be doing Spider-Man Far From Home. Yep. And you can find me on Twitter at H-E-R-O-O-I-N-E. You can also find me writing a couple articles a week at Acme Packing. Uh, and like Monty said, uh, doing watch and stuff, which we're skipping next week, but there will be an episode for last call Lambo next week. Um, it might be a little different, might feel a little different, um, because I'll be out of town, but I will still be recording from out of the town. vibes will still be there. Yeah. The vibes will still be there. Um, <laughs> always. Uh, and hopefully next week we will be talking about, um, and prepping you for the NFC championship game. If not, Insane that we're be, even talking about that. By right. The way. It's it's crazy that that's even a possibility <laughs> at this point. Um, in October, what a laugh at that, that yeah. idea. But until next week, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Go Pack. Go pack.